This is John Zaninovich. Welcome to Move My Mass. You'll be hearing from great guests talk about balancing life and being fit. Welcome to Move My Mass. Thank so you. Glad you. So glad you're coming on here. It was uh, so funny talking to Charlie, your husband, about him coming on. He's like, no way. You know, <laughs> you got to have my wife on. She'll do way better than I am. Oh. And, you know, when he mentioned that, I had no clue that you were in the produce business. Mm-hmm. And not only in the produce business, but you're actually in day-to-day produce sales, which is, yeah, which I didn't expect. You know, I knew you were a TRX instructor, mm-hmm. Pilates instructor, correct? I knew you did that. And I knew you were involved possibly in produce somehow, but I didn't realize you're in produce sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me, yeah, tell me how you got into that. What got you into produce? Produce was, it came out of nowhere. It came out of left field. My dad is a doctor. I have no ag background at all. And a lot of people in the valleys, it's always like third, second generation family farmer. But no, yeah, I have no ag background at all. I met Charlie. We, uh, Charlie's my husband, Charlie Devers. And we met at the training room at BC at Bakersfield College. He played yeah. football. I played soccer, met in the training room. And we never knew each other in high school. I don't know how, because we have very similar friends. But um, no, we met at Bakersfield College and then we were dating. And I I was an athlete. And so before college, when I transferred to UC Davis, I only had an athletic resume. Because uh-huh. that's what you do if you want to play college soccer. Right. And anyway, so I went to UC Davis and both of us transferred there. Thankfully, it was the best school we we got into. And it was a great experience. But Davis is a huge ag school. It's the number one ag school in the world. Yeah. And I always fight this because now I'm in ag and everyone's like, no, Fresno. Or, Cal Poly. Or, yeah, Cal Poly mainly. <laughs> mainly not Fresno because I work in Fresno. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, yeah, I, I went to school at UC Davis and then... There was a girl, um, I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was a junior in college and I'm like, well, this is what I like to do. I've done these jobs and that, but I wasn't serious yeah. about anything. And then um, I didn't realize I liked sales and I was like, okay, sales and marketing looks really fun. Um, I'm super competitive. I was an athlete and I love talking to people and building relationships. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And marketing sounds so glamorous, but Marketing is so much more analytical and Excel spreadsheets and tracking and stuff like that, where I want to talk to people. I want to get to know you. I want to get to know the business or what makes you spark. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize that you could sell produce. And it was it was the best resource at Davis where I'm like, okay, ag is a lot of opportunity. It's literally recession-proof, especially going through COVID. Um, thank God I have a job and business as well. But um, yeah, that's kind of what sparked my interest in produce. And so I interned and did a bunch of stuff at Davis, but then I in, or interned at Sunview Vineyards yeah. for a summer. And so that was fun. It was a family-owned company, huge company, but mm-hmm. family-owned um, and kind of more old school. Right. And so not to say that it was filled with like older people by any means, but it was um, it was just funny. Like one of the guys, he didn't have a computer. He would write all of his emails and then his assistant. I know you're talking about. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? That's crazy. But he was 
the number one salesman. Like he was right. amazing, but it's because he knew how to talk to people. And like that really inspired me. And um, uh, and I, I also have an international background. So my mom is uh, Japanese, so I'm half Japanese. Mm-hmm. And I grew up going to Japan all the time. And so back in the day, my goal was to be in export sales because I just... I don't know. It's just, it sounded glamorous. And um, yeah. And there was another export salesman that was super, super nice. And I had a lot of mentors there and they were really great. Um, And then after I graduated from Davis, I was like, okay, this is, this is what I know with like a family owned company. I'm ready to go for kind of like a corporate Mm -hmm. um, larger scale company, which was wonderful. So yeah, they're, they're kind of big. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I worked at Wonderful Citrus right out of college. Well, the fact that you interned at a produce company and actually saw it going on and stayed with it, mm-hmm. that means you really like it. Yeah. Because it is a different experience. Yes. To study it, to think about doing it, and to actually go witness it and be a part of it. Because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a tough job. Oh yeah. There is no I don't know how I'm still in it even today, but yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> All right. So here you are, you are in produce sales. What's a what's a typical day for you mm-hmm. in your job? Like what's a day like? How early do you have to get up? Yeah, the what days are early. Yes, uh, are. it just depends. So out of college, I and I'm a I'm a hands-on person. I like to just learn from the ground up and I'll do all the dirty work I can do. I don't care if I like get my hands dirty, whatever. I remember at like Sunview, I would go look at grapes or I would go look at the nursery. I'd look at R&D and I just wanted to, I guess I'm really inquisitive about things. So yeah. um, when I was at Wonderful, my first job, it was just a sales assistant, customer service rep. And that's like ground up yes. position. And you're, it's funny because my old boss not to say it was like a humbling experience, but I was so proud of myself of like going to Davis and I did really well. I think um, I I was able to really pull all the resources out of Davis where I networked. I did so many different things. I was in a sorority. I played sports. I did, I am like, you do a bunch of random things where I I went out of my comfort zone to kind of um, like learn a lot about the Davis community. And at one point we were also totally going off tangent, but, um, I, we basically like represented the college of ag and environmental sciences. So we were recruiters into the school, um, which gave you so many opportunities and anyways, but long story short, where was, where was I at? Oh, um, I felt like I was at my job at Wonderful and I was so proud of my past experience. And my boss was humbling me so many times. And I'm not saying like I refuse to be a paper pusher by filing these cabinets and doing all that stuff. But um, that was just an, ex- I guess like a humbling experience. Where it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do the work and I'm going to prove to you guys that I can do it. Yeah. And so I was in, um, just a sales support role. And I quickly moved my way. I, I vocalized what I wanted to do in the future. I knew that this isn't where I wanted to be, but I know I have to do this to get to where I want to be. Right. Um, and just how I explain it is, I mean, you've been in ag. It's like Wall Street. It's literally like Wolf of Wall Street. You're pounding the phones. It's super early in the morning. If you're yes. in ag. How, how early do you get there now? Um, so my job is a little different now. It's, it's hard. Cause I, now I work for a company in Fresno mm-hmm. and so I drive, 
Um, every day? Not every day. Okay. So How often do you have Last week, I drove three days, which is a lot. Um, but I also work remote at home. And so it's hard. Like, I feel like my schedule is very different. But back in the day, it's like I would wake up at 5, 5 a.m. Yeah. And Charlie's an ag and he wakes up at 4.30, 5 a.m. every day. So right. I'm not a mor- morning person, by the way, at all. I am not. And is he? Oh my gosh, yes. The second he's up, he's He's, he's like blasting music and he's drinking a coffee and he loves it. And I'm I'm not a morning person, but my lifestyle now, yeah. you would never think I'm not a morning person, especially with what my schedule is like today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyways, if you're an ag, I mean, you, if you have East Coast customers, I mean, you always have to think three hours ahead. So today I would say... I usually wake up around 4.45, 5 a.m. Yeah. That's my morning. Um, that's my schedule. If I'm working in Fresno, I will drive. I'll make the hour 35, hour 45 drive. Um, and if I'm in work, usually, I mean, I'm pretty scheduled and regimented. Like I always have like a like a schedule what I have to do. It's like, okay, how are, how are my orders yesterday? Do I have any no-shows? Um, mm-hmm. Did everything flow? and ship out correctly. Um, and a lot of it's multitasking too. You're on the phone all the time. Um, literally, I remember back in the day watching one of Charlie's coworkers when he sold potatoes, he had two phones and it was an old school guy who had two phones around his ears. And I'm like, yeah. what the heck? But that's ag. It's it's literally Wolf of Wall Street. You're on the phone all the it time. Um, but it depends on what, what um, role you're in as well. So... I would say if I'm starting out, it was transactional. So that's when you're pounding the phones every single day, calling people, calling new customers, calling existing customers. Um, and it's so busy, right? And that's yeah. how my selling was back at Wonderful. And then gradually it's like, okay, you've graduated with transactional. You know how to work the phones. You know the lingo. You know the language. And now you have to work on contract pricing and now you have to work on programs and forecasting. Right. And so that was a different challenge. And then I feel like now I'm in sales, but also somewhat of a business development role. Mm-hmm. And so, and my boss tells me, he's like, this is going to be like the loneliest role because you're not constantly um, having that gr- instant gratification which is what sales is. And I'm competitive. And that's yeah. that That was a really hard transition for me. Um, but it's so much more rewarding too, because you have to be very disciplined with your time. You might not be on the phone every single day talking to your customers and hustling, but you have to get creative um, of how to entice someone to buy from you. So, or get to know you. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many tough jobs out there. I just happen to have the same background, sales, mm-hmm. produce sales. So yeah, I'm always like, that's the toughest job in the world, mm-hmm. you know? And of course it's not, but it is very tough, very challenging. Yeah. And so I'm going to wrap this back around to move my mass a little bit mm-hmm. here. How You're not a morning person. You have a very tough job, produce sales. That's, that's a long day most mm-hmm. of the time. Where do you like to work out? What time of day do you like to work out if you could work out anytime you wanted? Mm-hmm. And when do you actually work out because of your job? Mm. I always got in the habit of working out at lunch. That was like mm-hmm. my golden hour. And if, 
usually, I mean, I, I can't work out in the mornings. There's no way I could work out in the mornings. I, I wake up at 5 a.m. and then I have to drive for an hour and a half. There, I can't fit that unless I want to wake up at 3 a.m., which is not sustainable for me. Right. Um, and so it also breaks up my day as well. But my my schedule is kind of all over the place, and I don't realize that until I talk to other people about it. So if I go into the office, usually I'll leave around 5.45-ish. I'll get into the office around 7.30, 7.45. And um, you just go to work and you hustle and you do your job. And then usually I'm super thankful, um, even today, I work at Fowler and the Parnagians are very, I would say, yeah, they're really health conscious in terms of um, working out. So we have an on-site gym. We have two Pelotons. We have a rowing machine. We have a treadmill. They even bought TRX straps that I love to do. Nice. So, and they have everything. So you literally have no excuse not to work out. Right. And it's, I know it's, people might think it's gross where it's like, ew, you worked out and you didn't shower. And I'm like, honestly, I don't really care if I, didn't shower and I stink a little bit. And like, <laughs> Nobody it, cares. Yeah. Nobody cares in exactly. those situations. <laughs> yeah. right. I know. So I always break it up, especially um, if I'm driving too, because I'm driving for almost three, three and a half hours, depending on the day and traffic. But um, yeah. if I'm at work, that's when I like to work out. Um, but I, I usually like to do it during the middle of the day. I like to have a break in my day where I could kind of step away from my work and just focus on myself. What's what's the hardest part of the day for you? Job related. Um, job related? Yeah. What's the hardest? Is there a, do you have a morning like, okay, I know if I can just get through this part mm-hmm. of the day, I've got it licked. What's that part of the day? Hmm. I don't know. It's. I feel like that's a good thing about produce is every day is different. That it is. So you don't really know what to expect. Um but I would say whether it's like job related or personal, the hardest part of my day is my attitude and it's mental for me. It's, I could, I could be like very um, pessimistic, I guess, in a way where um, not that I kind of have like this victim attitude, but it's like, it's a lot harder that I realize to have a positive attitude sometimes where it's easy to just um, be negative or not in the mood or just, it's really hard to be positive sometimes. And I, that's what I like to be around. And Charlie's a super positive person too. And um, not that it's always butterflies and rainbows all the time, but that's my hardest part. It's just like mentally getting that um, mindset to be ready for the day, be ready for my workout, be ready for any kind of experience. Um, it's just like the mental aspect. That makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. You bring up the mental part of the day mm-hmm. instead of saying, well, if I can get through that morning coffee buzz or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it, instead of naming something specific like that, it's so interesting. You went into the toughest part of the day is making sure you're staying positive. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I, when I was in sales day to day, you know, there's always that customer that I wasn't looking forward to talking to that day because mm-hmm. something might be going wrong mm-hmm. or they're not happy or, yeah, so to stay in that positive mindset mm-hmm. is so key in order to be able to go work out yeah. later. Because it's it's kind of easy, I think, to get in the grind. Oh, it's just a bad day. We're so, you know, 
we're so long on oranges. Mm -hmm. Where are we going to sell all these? Or we're so long, where the heck are we going to sell all these? Then you can just get in that, I just have to work. And you can shut off everything else you're supposed to do to have a good day. Mm -hmm. And I'm, yeah, I'm so happy you brought that up about keeping it up, keeping the positivity. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tricks to, um, to make sure you stay there? Like to keep yourself up, even though, because I know you probably walk in sometimes and maybe you have a rejection somewhere. Yeah. And you're just like, this, this day is just going to suck. Uh-huh. But you can't let it, you can't go down that hole or else it is going to suck. Yeah. So do you uh, have yeah. any tricks? No, that's a good question. I would say there's so many different things in my life where I just have to turn the energy on. And I'm all about like, I'm all about the energy. I'm all about the vibe, like even lighting, music, everything. Like I love going into work, especially in like whenever I'm on this one road, I just blast music just to get like my mindset right. So music yeah. is important for me, especially if I want to get like really pumped up. Um, but there's little things like I, I remember um, at my old job at Wonderful, one of the ladies, the most positive woman, like she was like the mother of the office. She was amazing. And she's like, you know, and you're in sales, you're on the phone and I thought sales, I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be face-to-face, door-to-door. No, it's all over the phone. And a lot of it's over email. A lot of it's over text. But it's, I mean, now it's cool because we have Zoom. So yeah. I like, I do like Zoom. Um, but I'd obviously rather be in person. Yeah. But just a trick, she said, she's like, always just smile before you answer the phone. And it's not like I'm like smiling and then picking up the phone. But it's like, you know, that makes such a big difference if you just like smile. And it's it like, does. okay, it's lifting my energy up. Um, and one thing that I've done this year that's different is I've meditated and I I listen to so many podcasts and I'm like such a self-help nerd, but, but meditating has been a game changer. Like there was a guy who I used to work with and he- And you do that in the morning or morning. in the evening? Morning. Yeah. yeah. And I do um, Insight Timer. One of my girlfriends, it's a free app. It's called Insight Timer. Huh. And I mean, I'm not long. I'm like five minutes, 10 minutes, if anything. But I just noticed last year, there was just some times in my life where it's like, I wasn't mentally um, strong or straight. And I just noticed myself going with the flow and my brain wasn't present. And um, just one thing that I've noticed with meditation is I'm present. I have so much clarity mentally. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's a game changer. It's weird. Because I heard about it all the time and everyone says it's great, but that's been... Yeah, right. it's been a month and it's fun because it'll track you like, okay, you've done it for X amount of days and I like tracking stuff. I have Apple Watch too. So I kind of right. like to keep right. on track. Yeah, I, I I don't have either. I don't have an Apple Watch or Whoop. Oh, okay. But I, yeah, I see people, you know, they're, yeah, I can see how recovered I am and all that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the uh, motivation to do things like that has to be there too. You know, he's like, hey, I have, I, I know I need to get up. Mm -hmm. Or and when I say up, not physically up out of bed, but I got to get up for the day. I've got to get up for my job. And, you know, what I haven't even talked about yet here today is not only do you do produce sales, but you're also a TRX instructor, mm -hmm. Pilates instructor. How, how long have you been doing that? I've been doing instructing for a year and a half. So I got... TRX certified first, um, 
And it took me a while to get comfortable with it for sure. And I recently got certified in bar um, last spring, right when COVID hit. So not yeah. Pilates and uh, um, I'm not certified in Pilates yet, hopefully one day, but just TRX and bar right now. And what time of the day do you normally do that? Obviously in the evenings? Uh, yeah, I have to split it up a yeah. lot. So I usually have the early morning classes, like very early. Um, right. Because I have a job. Like and how early is that? That's my priority, 6 a.m. Okay. And then, um, and usually I take the 5.30 slots in the evenings and then weekends, obviously. So. And usually, that goes to, I mean, talking about how you keep yourself motivated, how you keep your mood that positivity going, mm -hmm. there has to be days where you're like, I don't want to go teach this class. hundred percent. You know, and you just have to pull from whatever tools you have uh -huh. to go knock that out. Yeah. Especially if you have something weighing down on you at your day job. Like, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I have to go deal with whoever, whatever customer I have. That's got to be weighing on you and you keep it up. And that's so impressive. Mm -hmm. Uh, you gonna add more classes? What's your what's your goal with uh, going um, down the or is it just that's your way to just keep balanced? You know, I and I have a a different. I don't know. I guess I've always been athletic. Just my background. I played soccer. I was super involved. Um, club sports, high school sports, live or die by soccer. Um, and then once I got to college at Davis, I also played soccer at junior college. And then once we transferred, I, I mean, there was like, I am stuff, but I mean, you're having fun, you're having a good time and you're meeting friends and socializing and you're also busy with school. But that's when we had, and especially if you're at a university, they have the best gyms. They have the, the best. best gyms. Yes, they do. And I was dating Charlie at the time and he was a football player and he just, was really into weightlifting. And I always had the misbelief where oh, I'm a woman. I don't want to weightlift. I'm going to get super big. And no, it's totally opposite. It's more toned, if anything. And I love weightlifting. And so that's when I got really into fitness and I learned a lot about nutrition. And at the time I graduated in 2014, but that's when, I don't know if you've heard of like the NPC bikini um, era. That's no. when like... That's when bodybuilding for females was a thing. Okay. And I feel like even in Bakersfield, there was a lot of girls who were like, oh, I want to be in a bikini competition. And that's when you obviously weightlift and do the nutrition. And I remember that was one of my goals, which looking back, it's so silly. But I was like, dang, I really want to work out. I want to yeah. lift heavy. And I just, I loved it. It was so fun. And then after college... That's when I was working at Wonderful. And they had a gym too. They were all about health and wellness, which is great. So we would work out um, during lunch. And then there was a CrossFit instructor. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with CrossFit. Because I, I mean, I'm all about camaraderie. And with our jobs, it's so mentally frustrating and daunting where I just want to show up. I want someone to tell me what to do. I don't have to think about it other than listening to them and doing the movement. Yeah. So that's why I love group fitness. That's why I love instructing where, or have, having someone instruct me, telling me what to do. That way I don't have to think about it. I just have to show up, which is the hardest part. And um, anyway, so I really got into CrossFit. I've, I fell in love with it, but it was not- I liked it a lot. 
Do you do it anymore? I don't do it anymore, but I when I was doing it, I really liked it. I liked it, but it's not sustainable for me. I, it was, and it wasn't for me either. No, I, I feel like my shoulder was messed up. My body was hurting and I was getting thick traps. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a thirst trap. Like my muscles were getting bigger where I'm like, I don't know if I like this body of mine. Not to say I was like super buff and not to hate on CrossFitters at right, all. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, as we talked about this, I yeah. don't want people to think we're hating on CrossFit because mm-hmm. it, it was probably one of the most pleasing times I ever was with my body. Mm-hmm. Like I really liked what it was doing. And then you could eat whatever you want because you burned so many calories in a workout. Yeah. It's like, okay. And for me, it was just the Olympic lifts. I didn't yeah. care to do all the Olympic lifts as frequently as the box I was going to was doing them. And that's not, nothing negative about that. But me personally, mm-hmm. I just, you know what? It intimidates me, to be honest, mm-hmm. to do that many heavy lifts. Yeah. And I was told, I checked my ego at the door every day. Yeah. I was not lifting heavy I mean, multiple women were lifting heavier than I was, and I didn't care. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? This is what I feel comfortable with. I am not going to hurt myself. Mm-hmm. And that's really about cross-lake. If you keep your ego in check, CrossFit's mm-hmm. all good. Yeah. It's when you just, but that, oh, that one day would always come where I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to go heavier. Yeah. I mean, I never got hurt or anything, but mm-hmm. it's, I keep thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back to you about, Group fitness. Oh, yeah. So group yeah. fitness. And yeah, CrossFit was great. I le- it, the best thing that I got out of CrossFit was form. That's where I learned how to properly squat. That's where I learned how right. to properly deadlift. And that is the most important thing of exercise is your form. It, I don't care how many squats you do. If it's bad form, you're not going to get the best workout. So I love yourself. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> CrossFit was great. I also did hot yoga for a little bit. And then I found Poise Pilates. My mother-in-law and one of my girlfriends at the time were going. And they're like, you have to go. Try bar. And I fell in love with bar. And I fell in love with TRX. Okay. And that's where my body felt the best. And it was... It's... It's the best experience. And it's the best studio. And I'm not trying to like be this salesperson, but... Poise Pilates is a place in Bakersfield that makes you feel like you're not in Bakersfield. Not to hate on Bakersfield, but I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's all about the experience and the building is beautiful and the vibe is great. The music is awesome. Mm -hmm. And the instructors are so like welcoming and open, um, non-judgmental at all, like not clicky, which I love. Um, but I found bar and I found TRX and bar. A lot of people have this misconception where it's like ballet bar. It's super eloquent. Um, you have to be super, um, I don't know what's, oh, I can't think of the word, but it's about, um, well, I can't think of the word. I've done a class. You've done a bar class? Not at a studio, but on, um, on, you know, I watched a video. Oh, YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, no bar is so fun where, it makes you focus on your core. And that's mm-hmm. what I want. And my glutes. And yeah. Oh, glutes and abs. That's like my yeah. goal. Any class that you take, that's my focus. Even though I love upper body and shoulders and stuff. But I know a lot of the clientele is like, no, I just want a flat ass. and Or flat abs and a good ass. <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? That's, <laughs> so we like, can be honest. We can be honest. That's what we want. <laughs> but no, and TRX is fun. I love TRX. Yeah. So that's kind of been, um, I guess, my fitness journey along with uh, where I'm at today. And I've recently gotten a Pilates reformer. 
Pilates has been a game changer. I highly recommend it. Um, it is a little bit more expensive, but I was doing also spin as well. I, if, especially when I travel for work, luckily with our job, when we were traveling pre COVID, you go to fun cities, you go to Chicago and all like cool places. And so whenever you're at a convention, it has a lot of late nights, heavy Mm -hmm. dinners, heavy drinking, and because I'm in this cool city, there's always like a soul cycle or there's a pure bar, or there's a bunch of studios. So I always made sure like I would yelp and look in the area. Okay, here's my hotel. It's only a mile away. I could walk or I could Uber. So I always do that when I when I travel for work. Yeah, so that's funny you go, went down that direction because I had Oliver Seal on here who's also in produce sales. And I asked mm-hmm. him that question. Hey, when you go to produce conventions, because I, I haven't been to many other conventions, in other industries, mm-hmm. and I know everybody parties at conventions in general, but it seems like produce people take it to another level. Yes. And I'm not saying the amount of drinking necessarily, but the amount of eating. Mm-hmm. And because I think we are at the crossroads right now on old school with the new school. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to eat and drink. Mm-hmm. I can do it with the best of them. But I'm all, I also like, okay, how am I going to get my workout in the next day? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times at conventions, I'm going to go a day without it for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick my night where I'm going to hit it. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to hit it. So how do you how do you handle the convention where you're like, okay, I know I've got to, I've got to go out and entertain. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be in that environment, but I also don't want to wreck myself. Yeah. How do you balance a convention? Um, I balance it with my coworkers for sure. I feel like... I have very healthy coworkers where they like to have healthier eating options. Like if we all have breakfast together or something, but we also work out together, which is fun. And I remember the last show we went to in Florida, one of our customers went and we, we went out to dinner and it was a fabulous dinner and we drank a bunch of alcohol. We ate the best food because I'm a foodie as well. And it was just a late night. And we're like, we're going to go to a soul cycle class in the morning. And we invited our customer and we were so lit. Like there was no, we were probably getting into the hotel like one to two. And we're like, there's no way. There's no way. Because the class was at like 6 a.m. the next day. Um, and we're also on East Coast time. So you're like mentally freaking, off. it's just, it's hard, especially with the time change. Yeah. But um, no, and we went and we committed and it's fun. I feel like, you work hard and play hard in produce. Like that's just how it works. It and um, luckily I'm really grateful that I have coworkers that it's like, okay, well, if she's going to get up and work out. That means I have to get up and work out, vice versa. Um, but what else are my tricks at trade shows? A lot of water. I'm, I am always with water. I feel like that's the biggest yeah. game changer. Um, making sure you're hydrated. I love my liquid IVs. Those are my savior with any hangover. Ever, no every, kidding. Oh, yeah. Never and, done it. Oh, my gosh. I always do That's it. the only way, After huh? I drink, I have to have a liquid IV, and I'm like, okay, I'll be fine the next day. Um, and what else? Just healthier options. I mean, but that's when it's like you get to really enjoy a city with food and alcohol. But with the alcohol, my trick, because you are – going out and you're at bars and you're having fun with your customers and coworkers. Um, I've learned the hard way, but I used to love vodka. Vodka sodas were my thing. 
until one convention, it was not my thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I was definitely the girl that was hurting the next day. And that's when I actually learned what hair of the dog is. Do you know what hair of the dog is? Oh, yes, I do. I have never, and I never knew what that meant. And I've been to bars where it was called hair of the dog, but it was just a bad day. And I was like, oh my God, nothing is staying down. I've drank water. And then I had a cocktail. I was like, I feel like a completely new human being. Um, So that's when I gave up vodka and I learned about tequila. I love tequila, Um, but tequila sodas. Like if I'm going to drink and party and consistently have a cocktail in my hand, I'll go tequila soda. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have no hangover. Let's get back to uh, (laughs) day-to-day nutrition. Okay. You know, you do have to commute a lot and Mm -hmm. long days. How do you handle day-to-day nutrition? How do you stay on top of it? Um, I feel like I can use a little bit more um, discipline in my nutrition, but I'm not so hard on myself. I I enjoy food. I'm a foodie. If I'm going into work, usually um, I just grab like a macro bar and then a cup of coffee and I always have like fruit Mm -hmm. because it's not like I could have um, eggs or... I mean, I can make a shake, but at the same time, my mornings are really early and I just, I don't want to spend that extra 10 minutes making a shake, even though I would love to. I'd rather just get on the road and go to work. Um, But then at work too, like my coworkers will make like avocado toast. And we also have onsite um, cafeteria where they give free meals every day, which is amazing. But at the same time, it's not the healthiest. There's always dessert too at lunch. Um, But yeah, I feel like I always have my coffee, I have my water, I hydrate a lot. Um, And then it's just for nutrition is making like little choices. I think so many of my girlfriends are like, Miley, you're so healthy. You're so fit. Like you have all these abs. I'm like, no, first of all, absolutely not. If you, <laughs> if you really live my day-to-day life, it's not like I'm super healthy and strict. I'm not the freaking brown rice, broccoli, chicken chick. Like that is not me. I'm just more of little habits where it's like, okay, if I'm going to eat pasta, which I freaking love pasta and I'm not hating on pasta or I'm not even hating on carbs. I think carbs are healthy, but just put in a ton of vegetables. Like that is my thing. If I have, usually I always like cook something and there's like different groups where it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. here's my protein. Here's my carb. Here's this. And there's some days where I'm like, oh my God, Charlie, meatless Monday. We went way too hard this weekend. (laughs) But um, yeah. Let's detox a little bit. Oh yeah. Just alcohol, but let's (laughs) detox on the food. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, I feel like I can be strict with my diet a little bit more, but I learned moderation is key and balance is key. And I will never forget in college, I grew up Catholic and obviously there's Lent and you have to give up things. Yeah. And I've learned that that is like so detrimental to my mental health where I will never do that again. And one time <laughs> I, I, it was, and I had the best roommates ever and her mom would bring home like baked goods all the time. And I was like, okay, Lent, I'm going to give up sugar. And this is when I started getting into nutrition and fitness and it's like, okay, I'm going to give up sugar. The day before Lent started, I binged and ate like four freaking cupcakes. And I'm like, (laughs) this is so unhealthy. The fact that I deprive my body of it, I'd rather have one bite of a sweet every single night than overindulge where I'm like, oh my God, I haven't had dwarves in forever. I'm gonna eat the whole black and white. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's when I learned about moderation and I don't like to deprive myself of anything. Um, but it also comes, we talked about this with trade-offs where if I know that I'm, if I know that I'm going to have like a nice dinner, 
Um, I try to eat healthier during the day for breakfast and lunch where it's like, okay, I don't feel bad if I overindulge tonight. Um, but also with like alcohol is, I feel like that's a, a huge game changer too. Like if you notice yourself um, drinking too much and you just turn it off, like I tried dry January, but that's the thing. It's like, I can't have, I can't deprive myself from something, um, especially with Charlie and I, because we like to have a good time and have a cocktail if we want and not feel bad about it. But if I have a cocktail and that's a lot of sugar with wine, I'll yeah. try not to have a dessert um, unless it's something worth it too. And that's the thing. I'm such a foodie where I'm not going to waste my calories on a cookie that is like, okay. You know, if I'm going to eat something, it's going to be fantastic and it's going <laughs> to yeah. be worth it. Like if I go right. to Moo Creamery, <clears throat> I know that I love uh, a cookie or if I love their ice cream, like I'm going to yeah. be okay with that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So with nutrition and, and your lifestyle, so, you know, you're an instructor and people know that about you. Like, mm -hmm. oh, she's an instructor and she likes living the fit lifestyle. Yeah. Do you ever notice that people are paying attention to what you're eating yes. because of what you do yeah. and that you're an instructor? Do you, do you notice that people yeah. pay attention? And that it's funny you say that because I had a really hard time adjusting to becoming an instructor mentally. Um, and I I was going to Poise for maybe a year or two. And Callie, the owner of Poise Pilates, who you should have on here, she's a great person. She's awesome. But she just came up to me. I was like, hey, would you ever instruct? Have you ever thought about it? I was like, no. I literally secretly inside, I would love to be a soul cycle instructor. That would be amazing. But I've never thought about like bar or TRX, but I'll look into it. And we had coffee and she kind of told me the process. I got certified in LA. Yeah. And, but selfishly, and this is really weird. I don't know if people know this, but the reason why I became an instructor was to be get, be a, a better public speaker. And I gotcha. That's that why. Makes sense. And long-term, I mean, I have goals in the future of what I want to do and certain things, but like, I love talking to people and I'm in sales mm -hmm. and I always try to figure out um, how to become a better communicator. And so instructing was very challenging because it's so important. It's not just saying, hey, do a push-up. Yeah. It's not saying, hey, do a crunch. It's really instructing someone's body to figure out the perfect form to do it accurately and properly. Um, so that's why I became an instructor. But when I got certified, I, it was like a mental barrier. It was like a block where I noticed myself, um, being super critical of myself and mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, if I'm an instructor, like I can't, I can't look like this or I shouldn't be eating like that. Or yeah, somebody I, can't watch me eat that milkshake. Yeah, I can't exactly. order a milkshake in front of somebody. Yeah. And that's, that was hard for me, honestly. Um, because I mean, I, everyone has their own insecurities in my body and I'm, I'm super hard on myself. Um, so I need to give myself a little bit more grace, but that was a hard part in transitioning to that role. Cause I mean, I hate to say it. If you're an instructor, I like, I want you to inspire me. And I, if you have amazing form and you know how to do it correctly, like that's, that's who I want to be. And it's like, okay, I, you know, you look like you know what you're doing. So hopefully I'll yeah. get there one day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always, it's not like I make these choices because I want to be the best fitness instructor or I want to look my best in front of my clients. It's, it's totally for me. 
Like right, I, I right. I've learned that it's not about anyone else. It's just for myself. So yeah, yeah, and that's that's important. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, and you know, of course, and I know you have that mental strength to do all that. It is, but it's just interesting, you know, when people start putting their fitness in public, mm-hmm. that all of a sudden you notice that you know, oh man, I'm getting some dirty eyes over there for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And people say jokes all the time where it's like, oh, Miley's not going to have a donut today. It's like, it's because I don't want a donut. It's not good. (laughs) I'm not saying that it's not good for you, but it's just, I'd rather have something else. And trust me, that day is going to come along where I'm going to have six of them. (laughs) Yeah. You just might not be there to witness it. there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on. It was uh, so fun talking to you. Yeah. And I, just one thing that I wanted to talk about too is... um, as important physical health is, mental health is the most important thing for me and my priority. Uh, I would say with COVID, I mean, gyms were closed, everything closed down. And that's when I started transitioning to at-home workouts. And I even instructed and did Zoom classes for poise. And they were fun and they were so freaking hard because you're working out and you're also telling people what to do. Like you can't, in a class, I could walk around and give people instruction where it's like, here's your form, here's this, this is better. Or I'm not like physically exhausting myself or a Zoom class, you're doing it all. Um, But I I had some mental battles in COVID. And I think there's uh, a lot of issues with mental health. And there's a lot of times that people don't talk about it because it's taboo. Um, and that's something I'm super passionate about where I've learned that working out more is for my mental health, not aesthetics, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, the that, aesthetics will come. Yeah, exactly. That can come. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm not <laughs> yeah. putting down the donuts. But yeah, yeah, it's every single time it helps mentally. Yes. Like if you notice, no matter what kind of day you've had, well, I know, you know, you're mentioning it. So I know, you know, yeah, no matter what kind of day you've had, you get that workout in mm-hmm. it, you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. It's, I think I can count on one hand how many times it didn't make me feel better. And guess it's usually because I was getting sick. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't make me, well, there was something else going on. Yeah. But normal situation, every single time it's better. Yes. And I'm so happy you brought that up. Yeah. So, yeah. Super passionate about that. But thank you for having me. And I would yeah. love to have you at a T-Rex class and a bar class. It's not just for women. It is not. I, I promise. <laughs> you know, I one of my favorite classes personally is Body Pump. What's Body Pump? It's by Les Mills. Um, so in Shape has it here okay. in town. And during COVID, I've, we've been doing it online. Uh-huh. Or not online, but on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Or actually on their app also. Um Depends on where I'm at. If I'm here, I usually do it on YouTube. But, but uh, it's, I get made fun of all the time. And I'm like, you know what? It's always the guys in the class that are the ones taking the break. Uh-huh. The women are never taking, yes. they never take a break. It's always, and I'm one of them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm the one that has to hit pause for a minute, <gasps> oh catch my, my breath. Gosh. But it is, yeah, all these classes that people think are just for women. Nah. Oh my gosh. Go take one and I know. see how well you do. And I swear to God, with TRX, sometimes you just see these women that are just kicking butt. And there's guys, there was a guy that was new in one of the classes and he's looking at me, making sure I'm doing all the form. And it's, I'm sure it's humbling for him, but it's so fun. And I think that, 
yeah, working out is important to me. Poise is a lot fun, a lot more fun for me because I'm such a rhythm person. I've also gone to Rush Cycle. I don't know if you do spin. Yes, Um, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course you do spin. Spinning is the hardest thing I do on a bike. Okay. It's much harder than any workout I go do on my, like when I go ride outside. Uh huh. But a spin class, done right. Have you done gone to Rush Cycle? I'm not. Okay, I love working out to music and I'm such a beat person. And that's why bar and TRX are so fun because it's always to the tempo, the beat of the music. And that way you you just get lost in the music and you're like, I don't care. I don't even realize this is my 20th chest press or right, whatever. Right, yeah. But spin is so fun too. I spin love, is fun. love spin. The sure. first few times I did spin classes, no, they were our classes. And I swear, like 20 minutes in, I'm thinking, I'm not going to make it through this class. And I was in shape. So I was in cycling shape. <laughs> I know. But still, it's like, they're going to make me stand up again. And we're going to, like, I never stand up. Like, it's rare, you yeah. know, but we're standing up again. We're going to do this one more time. I'm going to die. I might throw up here in class. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was it was a blast. And say hi to Charlie. Absolutely. We'll right. get him back here. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah, take care.